Well, good morning, Chapel of Change. Praise the Lord. It is an honor to come to our to you live to our online campus. If you're watching from the comfort of your home or your office in your vehicle, whatever device you're using, we welcome you here to Chapel of Change in this time as we worship God in the Word. Amen. So turn your Bibles with me to Malachi chapter 3, and we're going to start reading from verse 8. We're just going to break it down in the little time that we have, but I believe that you're going to be uh, blessed. Amen. Today we're talking about being positioned for the favor of God, positioned for the favor of God. I want you to think about that word positioned, being positioned for the favor of God. And so Malachi 3 verse 8 through 12, I'll read it in the NIV. It says, will a mere mortal man rob God? Yet you rob me. But you ask, how are we robbing you? This is God speaking. In tithes and offerings. In tithes and offerings. You are under a curse, your whole nation, because you are robbing me. Bring the whole tithe, verse 10. Bring the whole tithe, the full tithe, into the storehouse that there may be food in my house, there may be provision in the house of the Lord. And the Lord says this, test me or try me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. I will prevent pests from devouring your crops and the vines in your fields will not drop their fruit before it is ripe, says the Lord Almighty. Then all the nations will call you blessed, for yours will be a delightful land, says the Lord Almighty. I believe God has a word for us today. God is saying to us this morning that he wants to us to be positioned for his favor. Amen. We've been on this series of... Uh, the favor or flowing in the favor of God. And we learned in the last several weeks where uh, God is not a genie. Amen. God uh, is not a, 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 a vending machine. God is not an ATM. You put, put the card in and out comes money. But God is our master. He's our king. He's our Lord. And we serve at his command. Amen. We serve at God's pleasure. God doesn't serve us. We serve him. We also learn that we cannot force God to, to bless us or give us his favor. But we can position ourselves for God's favor. That's what I want to talk to you about today. I want to talk to you about how to position yourself with God's favor. And so when I think of of this idea of positioning ourselves, I, I think of a cup. I think of a cup as I was thinking about this message. I, I brought a cup because I want to demonstrate this to you. A cup is, is designed to be filled and it is designed to be poured out. To receive and to give out. But, but it has to be, be positioned correctly and properly. So, so if the cup is turned upside down, then it will not receive anything. Or if it's turned on its side, 
whatever it's supposed to receive will, will hit it or fall on the side of it or it won't go in it. Listen, how you're positioned will determine whether or not or even how much favor God can pour into your life. I want to say that again. I want you to lean in. I want you to lean in because I believe God wants to bless you. How you're positioned will determine whether or not or even how much favor God can pour in your life. Positioning means to set. It means to place. It means to situate, to arrange. And today, we're going to talk about one of the ways that God wants to position, wants us to be positioned for favor, and that is through tithes and offerings. See, favor is God doing for you what you cannot do for yourself. If you learn this principle of tithing today, you will be positioned well for the favor of God to flow in your life. This is the one place in scripture where God says, test me, try me. He is inviting you to test him in this. No other place are we to test God. But God says, test me in this. In what? In tithes and offerings. That if you will not rob me, but that, but that you will return the tithes, you will give your tithes. The Bible says, I will, God said, I will open the floodgates of heaven and pour down so much blessing that there will be not be room enough to contain it or to receive it. Psalm 34, 8 says this, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. God is saying, test me, try me, taste and see that I am good. And blessed is he who trusts in the Lord. Amen? So in scripture, in Malachi 3, 10 through 12, it presents a promise. In the Bible, there's a promise. For every promise, there's a premise. Let me tell you something. For every promise, there's a premise. So oftentimes, Christians will claim the promise, but they won't understand the premise. In other words, there are conditions for the promise. There are conditions that you need to meet before you can enjoy the promise. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. For every promise is a premise. And in Malachi 3, the Bible says there's a little word. It's two letters. It says, if, if, if you do this, I will do this, the Lord says. So before we talk about the blessings, let me, let me, let me just be very basic with you. Many of you, I understand, maybe are have been doing this for a long time and you have received the Lord's blessings. He's seasoned saints. You have been uh, developing this habit of tithing and some are new to this. Maybe some of you haven't heard of it, but I want to educate you today. I want to encourage you today. I want to uh, uh, get you positioned for the favor of the Lord. And so tithe, what is a tithe? Well, tithe is a Bible word that means a tenth part. It means a tenth part. Now, why does God tell us to tithe? What is the purpose of tithing? Deuteronomy 14.23 says these words. Do this so that you will learn to respect the Lord your God always. If you read that passage in the context, it's talking about tithing. And in verse 23, God says, do this. Do what? Tithe. Tithe so that you will learn to respect or reverence the Lord your God always. In the Living Bible, it says this. The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. Put God first. So God tells us to tithe to teach us to put God first. 
Whatever you want God to bless, let me teach you a principle. Whatever you want God to bless, you have to put him first in. So if you want God to bless your finances, you have to put him first in your money. If you want God to bless your marriage, put him first in your marriage. If you want God to bless your career, put him first in your career. If you want God to bless your health, put him first in your health. If you want God to bless your family, your children, your, your education, put him first. Whatever you put God first in, God will bless it. Amen? You're honoring God. You're learning to reverence and respect and put God first. Amen? Proverbs 3, 9 to 10 says this. It gives another promise. It says, honor the Lord by giving him the first part of all your income. But, and he will fill your barns with wheat and barley and overflow your wine vats with the finest wines. God says that if you honor him with the first part of your income, he will bless you financially. God wants the first and he wants the best. God wants the first and he wants the best. So I decided over 30 years ago after receiving Christ and walking with the Lord all these years that if I'm going to be in debt to anybody, I'm not going to be in debt to God. God gets paid first right off the top. If I make $10, the first dollar goes back to God. If I make $100, the first $10 go back to God, goes back to God. It all comes from God in the first place. You need to realize that. Everything you have has been given to you, right? It belongs to him. Every, everything belongs to God. It came from him. And God says, I want to bless the rest of it. Amen? I want God to bless the rest of it. Amen? Some people think that the miracle is giving God 10%. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, no, the miracle is not that you get to give God 10%. The miracle is that God let you keep 90% and he blesses it. Amen? This passage in Malachi also tells us where to tithe. Do you tithe to the Red Cross or to the United Way? Or maybe you do you tithe to your brother who's been out of work for three years? No, my brothers and sisters, that's not tithing. That's charity. Tithing is an act of worship, my brothers and sisters. Tithing is 10%. It's that top, that first, that 10%, the best offering given to God. You're returning that to the Lord. It is holy unto God. It has been set apart. It is sacred. And when you tithe, amen, you're, you're, it is an act of worship. It is worshiping God and saying, God, I love you. I honor you. I'm grateful for you i respect you i reverence you and i want you to be first in my life somebody say amen so when you tithe you think about that you're grateful you're giving out of a grateful heart some of you say well you know pastor tino i, I work hard for my money i work two or three jobs yes that may be true i'm not knocking that but what i am saying is where do you think you got that strength where do you think you got the wherewithal, the mind, the ability, the skills, the talent to be able to work and be able to earn money? The Bible says God gives you the power to create wealth. Hallelujah. And so we tithe to the storehouse. The Bible says bring all the tithe, not half of it, not part of it, not a fraction of it, but bring the full tithe to the storehouse now where's the storehouse the storehouse is the temple it is a, a well back in the day it was a, a room a large room in the temple where all of it was stored uh for so that there'd be provision in the house but the temple is a place where you worship god 
So where do you worship? Wherever you worship is where you need to take your tithes. So Chapel of Change, if you call Chapel of Change your home, church, your family, amen, this is God's house, amen, you bring the tithe to Chapel of Change, to the place that you worship, amen. Um, we need to put it aside, we need to think about, we, tithing is not an impulsive thing. Right? It's not impulsive. First Corinthians 16, 2 says this. On every Lord's day, each of you should put aside something from what you have earned during the week. And use it for this offering. The amount depends on how much the Lord has helped you earn. So when you give to God on the first day of the week, the first part of your day, and the first part of your money, you're declaring you're really number one in my life. Now notice in that verse in 1 Corinthians, it says, put aside. That means we are to plan this ahead of time. We're not to think nonchalantly about it. We're not to be mindless about it. We're not to be impulsive about it, but we are to put it aside. That requires pre-planning, amen? Thinking about ahead of time. You've got to plan it so that, that if you're honoring God's plan and purpose for tithing, amen, you need to put it aside. Then you can watch how God will bless your life and honor his promises. With every promise is a premise. So God says, if you do this, I will do this. If you bring your tithes, your full tithes to the house of the Lord, to the storehouse, the Bible says, God said, I will pour out my blessings. He said, I will open. First he said, I will throw open. One version says, I will throw open. That sounds like God is just can't wait to bless you. That he's uh, excited to bless you. That he wants to bless you. See, this idea that God is holding out, that he doesn't really want to give it to you, that he's a stingy God, is, is a lie from the pit of hell. This idea that God is, 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 is holding out. Listen, you operate in the blessing and the, and the principle of God. God will, you be positioned for his favor. And in this passage, we learn, we learn that the Bible says if we test him in this, we bring that full tithe into the storehouse. He said, and see, watch and see, you will witness that I will throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing. Listen, the Bible says he will pour out. It doesn't say he's going to sprinkle it down or trickle it down or uh, give you a little bit uh, here and there no no he says he's gonna pour it out pour what so much blessing that there will be not be room enough to contain it i wonder i wonder how many of you out there have ever had that kind of blessing in your life where, where there's so much, you gotta, you, you, there's no room to contain it. You can't contain it. You can't store it up. You gotta bless the neighbor. You gotta bless the school. You gotta bless the church. You gotta bless the pastor. You gotta bless the guy down at the gas station. You gotta bless the neighbor that doesn't even like you. Amen. You have so much, you can't contain it. Proverbs eleven twenty four to 25 says this, the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. Listen, somebody, I heard somebody say that the worst kind of heart disease is a stingy heart. Listen, let me tell you, God is not stingy with you. He's not holding back. He wants to bless you. In fact, he blesses you whether you deserve it or not. He blessed you this morning because you woke up. That next heartbeat didn't come from anywhere. It came from God. The, 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 the oxygen you're breathing, God gave it to you. The strength in the mind that you have, God gave it to you. 
The world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. That's such a countercultural scripture. Because the world says, get, 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 get all you can. Get all you can. Get as much much raises and all this and and let's store it and, and let's hoard it. But the Bible says that when we are generous, when we give, that God continues to bless us with more than enough. There's excessive abundance, excessive abundance. Amen. Bible also says that he will pour out his blessings on you if we tithe, if we give back to the Lord what is rightfully his. God not only blesses you abundantly, amen, He'll give you enough to bless others. Bless the Lord. And in verse 11, it says, I will prevent pests from devouring your crops. I thought about that. There's a lot of devourers out there, a lot of pests trying to uh, attack your finances and attack your marriage and your family and your health and, and all these things. But God says, I, not, not an angel, not, not anybody else, but God himself will step in. He will rebuke or prevent the devourer from devouring and destroying your crops, your fruit, your labor. Amen. Your blessings. In other words, God's favor and blessings on your life will not be forfeited. They will not be lost. They will not be dropped. You will not suffer loss. You will tithe. As you tithe, you're activating this principle in your life. And so I want to encourage you today. God not only helps you, blesses you with more, he helps you keep what you already have. God not only blesses you with more, he'll help you keep with what, what you already have. He'll protect your blessings. See, you don't have to worry. One of the greatest blessings in tithing, listen, I don't want you to misunderstand me. This, uh, this isn't, tithing isn't an exchange for wealth. It's not a get-rich-quick scheme. Somebody say amen. Tithing is a holy principle unto the Lord. It's not about money. It's about who's first in your life. It's not about anything else. It's about operating in the favor of the Lord and the blessing of God and the promises of the Lord. Amen? And so, I want to encourage you today. One of the greatest blessings to have that you receive is this incredible sense of peace. I know this. I, I, I experience it in my life. I mean, I could be down to my last $5 in my pocket and maybe not have enough for gas. But somehow God provides supernaturally through somebody or somehow, some way. I've seen it happen over and over and over and over and over in my life. Do you not think the Lord knows that you're broke? Do you not think the Lord knows how much money is in your wallet and in your bank account and how much money in your retirement? Do you not think the Lord knows? See, God is our source. And one of the biggest blessings, I want you to know this, for tithe, uh, uh, when we tithe, when we obey God, is this incredible sense of peace, this sense of confidence. Well, people say, well, how are you going to do that? You ain't got no money. Uh, my answer is, well, I don't know because I'm not God, but I know that he will meet my needs and he will provide. Say amen. So I don't need to stress about it. I can sleep good at night. I don't have to be awake and worried and, and, and fretful and, and thinking about a, a bunch of things that, that I can't fix because I'm not God. 
Philippians 4, 7 says, And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Listen, the reason maybe, 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 let me just uh, suggest to you that maybe the reason why you're worried about your finances is because you haven't tithed, you haven't given to God the first and the best. And I want to challenge you today before I, 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 I get off the stage, I want to challenge you, I'm going to tell you my story and then I want to challenge you. Some people say, well, you know, Pastor Tino, I really can't afford to tithe. I want to tell you this. You can't afford not to tithe. I want to say that with all love in my heart. Some of you are saying that, well, I can't afford to tithe. I can barely make my rent. I barely make my... Listen, I want to tell you this. With love, with love, because I want God... I believe God wants you to be positioned for his favor. You cannot afford not to tithe. Listen, you, 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 if you're going to err on the side of caution, you better err on God's word. You better err on God's word. You better put all your eggs in this basket. Somebody say amen. Because God is faithful. He knows. He's our provider. He's our resource. He's our source. Amen. Some of you are sitting there thinking, well, I, 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 I'll just wait till I make a lot of money, then I'll tithe. I want to talk to the young people today. Some of you are young. Maybe if you're under 30, 35 years old, I want to talk to you about this today. God taught me this when I was 18 years old, and I've been living in the favor of the Lord. Praise God. Listen, don't wait until you make a lot of money. Start now. Why? The moment you do that, you will position yourself for blessings and the favor of God to flow in your life. I mean crazy kind of favor. Open doors that nobody can open, shut doors that nobody can shut, promotions that nobody can figure out. You don't even know what you're doing, but you got a promotion. You don't have the education for that, but you got a promotion. You have no business being among all those educated people, but you're there. Bless the Lord. So I want to tell you, I want to tell you, don't wait. Here's what I like to tell the people, because people tell me this all the time. If you can't tithe to God with what you're making now, what makes you think you're going to tithe with when you make more? If you can't tithe on $10, you won't tithe on 100 or 1,000 or 100,000 or a million. Listen, there's a principle in Scripture. You be faithful with the little that you have. And the Bible says he'll give you much to own. You'll, you'll, you'll demonstrate that you can be trusted with more. You be faithful with a little. Give God that 10% with that little paycheck you got. You honor the Lord, young people. You honor the Lord. Chapel of Change, I'm challenging you. I want you to up your game. I want you to, to get up under, under the blessing and, the, and position yourself under the blessing of God. And I'm trying to teach you how to do that today. So God taught me this principle a long time ago. And I'm going to tell you my story and I'll close with this. I was uh, saved at the age of 16. I was 16 years old, a very impressionable age of 16, teenager, right? God saved me just radically changed me. And uh, I believe God saved me and baptized me in the Holy Ghost at the same time. And that fire has been lit in me since then. The passion of the Lord. And then at the age of 18, I, I uh, went off to a mission trip overseas. I went to the Philippines. And uh, when I returned, I received a phone call from the mission organization that I was a part of. And, uh, you know, I was 19 when I got back and, and they said, Hey, we want you to know that you're overpaid on your tuition. We have $200 here. Would you like to donate it or would you like us to send it? Well, being a broke 19 year old returning from mission, I said, Oh, no, no, no. Send me that check right now. 
I had no idea how it was paid for. I think my parents paid most of it, but we wrote I remember writing letters and, and asking for donations, and I thank God because I, I was overpaid. How many, how many times does a, a creditor call you and say, you're overpaid? <laughs> so they sent me a check. I received it a, a week or so later, and uh, man, I was so excited. No job. No job. I had no job. I was 19, no money, no bank account. I had no car, didn't own anything. Amen. So I got this check, and my sister worked at the bank because I didn't have a bank account. I, I go over there. I said, sister, can you help me? She said, sure. Should we cash the check? And I said, could you make a $20 money order? I thought it was really cool when I said that. And so she did, and uh, she had no idea what I was going to do with it. But the very next Sunday after I did that, I just held on to it. I was, just, I was excited. Something was bubbling up in me. I was like, I can't wait to give this. Can't wait to give this. Why? Because I was grateful. Why? Because I didn't deserve to be blessed like that. Why? That thing came out of nowhere. That's favor of God. And so I went to church and I put that $20 money order in the, in the offering plate and I was blessed. I was just relieved. I said, God, thank you. I honor you and amen. And so after a few months or weeks, my dad said, you, you probably should go look for a job. I said, yes, you're right. Let me go look for a job. So I enrolled myself in a skill center, a local skill center, where I thought, well, uh, you know, let me, let me go uh, brush up on my clerical skills. So that's what I did. And while I was at that skill center, companies and businesses, organizations were really hiring. And they would come to our school and they said, we need, we need people badly. We're desperate. Please. In fact, we need them so bad. We want to we give you the test immediately. So they gave me the test. I took it and I, and I failed it. <laughs> and uh, anyway, so they said, don't worry, you take it again, take it again. So I took it again, and this time I passed it. 19 years old, let me tell you something. I ended up getting a job at the L.A. County Department of Public Social Service, an entry-level clerk, 19 years old. And I, I just, I just, it was the start of my career, my entire adult life. I've never had to wait in an unemployment line. I really never even had to get an unemployment check this is the favor of god people I'm not bragging i'm just boasting on the lord why because i just trusted him i tied before i even got a job i knew enough i knew enough that i didn't have to understand listen you don't gotta understand god's principles to be blessed by them i was 18 19 i didn't know everything about everything about tithing but i heard my pastor would talk about it he taught about it our little church believed in it and this is how we funded the kingdom of god and and i heard him say tithe this is 10 percent, okay and i just did it out of obedience and trusting in the lord god bless me Listen, let me tell you, the miracle was that the jobs came to me. I didn't have to go look for it. The job came looking for me. The blessing had my name on it. And even, and I don't care if you fail the test, you're going to get the blessing anyway. Listen, you operate in the favor of God. God will just bless you. So let me close with this. I challenge you. You're sitting there, you're going, wow, this is, this is good. I really want to do this. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. Here's how you start. Don't wait for perfect conditions. Or you'll never get anything done, okay? So start with your next paycheck. Maybe you're asking, Tino, how do I do this? Start with your next paycheck. 
take a step of faith and obey, and then watch God what God does. I want you to tithe for, I'm going to encourage and challenge you to tithe for three months consistently. Why? Because you need to develop this habit. Just like we need to develop a habit of prayer and fasting and going to church and fellowshipping and telling people about our faith. We need to develop a habit of giving and being generous and tithing and honoring the Lord. Amen? So do this for three months straight. Be consistent. Trust the Lord. And as you put that money aside, you're your first check or whatever the next check and you take the first 10% not the last amen I decided I was gonna I was gonna owe Verizon or Southern California Edison but I wasn't gonna owe God just trust him trust him I'm challenging to trust him this might be hard for some of you but I'm challenging you now listen you're gonna be tempted to worry there's going to be fear. You might be shaking in your boots. But every time you worry, I want you to pray. I want you to trust God. Pull out Malachi 3, 10 through 12 and recite that to yourself. Build up your most holy faith and, and talk to the Lord and say, Lord, you told me to do this and now I'm doing it and I'm, I'm worried. I'm afraid, but I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. And you just continue to do it. Then I want to hear your miracle uh, stories after this. Listen, pray and trust God. Prepare your tithes ahead of time and just do it. Amen. And when I was a young Christian, I just want to give you a disclaimer. I didn't always do this perfectly. There were times when I got afraid and I backed away. Amen. And, and, but you know what? I repented, came back to the Lord, asked for his forgiveness, but I asked for his power and his strength and God gave it to me. And I came back and I got back on track and started continuing to tithe. And the Lord, I've seen multiple, multiple blessings. Amen. And so I want to encourage you today. If you're financially struggling, listen, trust God. Tithing is about trust. Tithing is about trusting God. Who, who do you really trust to provide for your needs? That's what this is about. Let me pray. Father, I thank you for this word. Thank you for this time. Thank you for those that have received it. I pray you encourage our church. Encourage those who have heard this word, Father. I pray that they would be positioned for your favor, God. They'll begin to activate the word of God in their life. That if they do this, that God, you will do this. And so, Lord, we pray, God, give them an extra layer of grace, a layer of mercy and strength. And, Lord, build up their faith. Fortify their faith today. Let them trust you in this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. We thank you, Jesus. God bless you. Thank you for being with us this day. Hallelujah.